0: Are you ready?
1: A ready? shot of wrestling episode 102. And away we go. Step up to the brick
2: we got and take And Green Man is the brain and chip. They get chip team from the land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot. Boy. Is that the
3: message you got? We are about to go live. but you ready to rock? So take a shot.
2: It's the best you got, from the fans to the fans, let me hear the crowd pop, so take a shot, oh yeah, so take a shot, oh, so take a shot,
0: yeah. Yes,
1: thank you Patiak yet again, welcome to episode 102, I am your host at Michael J. Putty, and joining me this week is one of the Boulevard Bullies.
2: What's up?
1: One of my favorites, Mike. Mike the Bully. How you been?
2: The best named Bully.
1: Now, in case you guys aren't sure which one he is, he's the one with the beard.
2: I'm the one with the beard.
1: So that should help you guys out a little bit.
2: Yeah, the red beard. You know, the red beard. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. an important distinction. Now they know who it is. Now <laughs> it's a dead no giveaway. Question, yeah, it's a red dead giveaway. How you been? Welcome Good. to the show. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for welcoming me with with uh, open arms. Open, open arms, arms and, open bottles. Or, open yeah. bottles, open arms, you know, beautiful spirits. Yeah, so good to go.
1: Before we get into the meat of the show, the big news in the wrestling world over the last couple of weeks, Raw
2: 25. Raw 25, baby. Some of your cohorts
1: were there, you were not.
2: I was not, Steve was there. Steve uh, made the genius move of waiting until the absolute last minute and searching for a ticket on StubHub. Okay. For the Manhattan Center? Manhattan Center. Okay. He was he was at ground zero for <laughs> all of the wrestling hate that was going on in the world uh, for, you know, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Um, but yeah. yeah, he paid a fraction of the price uh, as those angry people. Schmucks. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like, you know, it, wrestling started out as a, a con business. You know, that's why all the fans are called Marks. And like... <laughs> You know, to celebrate the twenty fifth anniversary of the flagship show of the most popular wrestling brand in history, they conned all of New York. Yep. I've been to many Raw's uh, over the years and the one thing that people don't really realize that even when Raw is in one building, if <laughs> you go live, it kinda sucks.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like Raw sucks, yeah. It's You're long it first.
2: it's long and you know, sometimes you hit you win the lottery and like you happen to be there where something amazing happens. Yeah. You know, uh, every once in a while when Raw is good, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Best thing I've ever seen at a Raw was uh I was there when RVD fought Jericho for like 25 minutes. They went three segments and that was amazing, that was good, yeah. you know. And but besides that, Raw in one building is boring. Half the time you're just watching a TV anyway.
1: Watching TV or in the concession stand getting a beer.
2: Right. And uh, yeah, so you know, Raw spread across two buildings. Oh is a nightmare
1: big nightmare but you think most of it would happen in manhattan center nothing happened
2: no literally nothing like those
1: guys spent money to see cruiserweight matches yeah and the dx
2: and and you know like i'm so like you know we love tony niece we love drew gulak it's like amazing to see them up there in the manhattan center even though that wasn't televised yeah but it was good for the crowd but the crowd hated them because it was they were you know just sent out there just to yeah you know like Hopefully the crowd won't be mad at us if we just send these guys out there. And and they knew it was a nothing match. Yeah. So they turned on them. It's unfortunate.
1: But we are now watching here in the studio, guest pick in your house, Mind Game, September 1996, Strong Michaels versus Mankind. Beautiful, beautiful match. Going back to the history of Raw. Now we're watching this old school pay-per-view bringing us back to the day there's a lack of signs now yes absolutely there used to be a seas of signs you can't see over the signs everybody had a sign now there's no signs now why do you think that is you know i lack lack of creativity or just
2: i you know i wouldn't i yeah i guess it's it's lack of uh lack of passion in a way you know Mm. i feel that that People, the only way that they could get their quip out was to bring it to a Raw and hold up their sign. But now you get your quip out in 160 oh, yeah. character on Twitter, you know. and it's true. Good point. You know, so I feel that everyone has their their camera side sign in their pocket. You know, you could just yeah. send it out to the world and hopefully someone's going to see you. The
1: Twitter versus the new sign, huh? Yeah. It's sad kind of missed that because we're watching old Raws and
2: well I mean I just always imagine like the Raw after Austin won the championship at Mania the it was in Albany I think Mm -hmm. and uh, you know that that beginning camera shot the pan of Raw uh, of the crowd it's just insanity you know everyone's so happy to be there they're going nuts and like you said it's just faces and signs that's it faces and signs faces and signs
1: I can't imagine being in one of those crowds because how do you see anything
2: yeah yeah you know uh, but you know it's like I can't imagine but I wish I could have been there you yeah, know exactly.
1: everyone seemed to be having a good time
2: you know people but, yeah. were excited
1: Let's get into the meat. Big wrestling weekend.
2: Absolutely. Huge wrestling weekend all we- around the world.
1: Yes. Spoiler alert. We have the Royal <laughs> Rumble. Uh let's run down the card quickly, then we'll get your notes and opinions. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Style defeated Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn in fifteen minutes and fifty-five seconds. The Uso defeated Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Clean sweep, 2-0 That kind of broke away from the whatever one expected in thirteen minutes fifty five seconds. kick knock him over, won the Royal Rumble in the, an hour and five minutes and twenty seven seconds. Love it. Cesar and Sheamus defeated Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan in twelve minutes forty nine. Brock Lesnar defeated Kane and Braun Strowman in ten minutes fifty five seconds. And Oscar won the Women's Royal. Rumble in fifty eight minutes and fifty seven seconds. No, I like numbers. I like facts. I like history. We're gonna break it down for you just briefly. Cheesecake was the first Japanese star to win and the first ever to win at number fourteen. Roman Reigns and Finn Balor both tied for the most eliminations with four, and Finn Balor lasted the longest with fifty seven minutes and thirty eight seconds. Michelle McCool had the most eliminations for five, and Sasha Banks lasted the long. Oh, my voice cracked there. Got excited. Sasha Banks lasted the longest with fifty four minutes and forty six seconds. What were
2: your thoughts on the Rumble? Um. Well, I you know. You just said that you uh, you like history and numbers, so this yeah, is go. definitely the pay per view for you. Because I don't know if you've heard this, oh, but precedent. the Royal Rumble is all about the numbers. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, yes. then that's one of my favorites. Then great. Yeah, I, I coined that that term.
1: Uh, you get full credit here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never, No one has ever said that here on the show. So right. um, from now on, annals of annals of proud of wrestling. Right. Quotes.
2: I, I've stretched. I've yeah. stretched out that anal. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, I thought it was a great pay per view. Honestly, um, I liked okay. both rumbles. I liked both outcomes. I thought the right people won. For the first time in almost five years, I feel like the the right people actually won. You know, um, okay. they kind of gave us the the winners that we wanted. You know, like the it seems like as of right now, Mania is turning into a card I actually want to see. You know, uh, everyone everyone says like, oh, the Rumble is the most exciting because it's like the road to WrestleMania. I always love the Rumble as a pay per view. I I especially the past few years, I've liked the Royal Rumble more than Mania.
1: Oh, I can agree with that. You know, like being that, at Mania, mm-hmm. I will agree with that.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. The last Mania I was actually at was uh, was thirty one, and that was a great Mania to be at. Uh, San Francisco, right? San Francisco, yeah. yeah. That was, you know, I have no complaints of that Mania. That was, no, yeah, that was a lot work. of fun, you know. Um, Seth Rollins cashed in at the end. It was amazing, you know. But uh, but yeah, you know, it was just kind of kind of weird.
1: Uh, any thoughts on the Women's Royal Rumble? Uh,
2: yeah, you know uh, the Women's Rumble. Um, I, I once again, the historic
1: Women's Rumble, very historic.
2: Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you heard about that. It's uh, history did, did will remember you, this. Did Rumble. you know it was the first time
1: ever? The first Women's first Rumble. Women's you ever. don't say. No, I do say. Wow! Yeah.
2: Wow! The first one. So I really I was I was watching history then. I, I I now I enjoy it even more. You know. Yeah. I'm sure I didn't hear that. Didn't pick up on that. I didn't pick up on that. You know. I'm sorry, I didn't mention it. I I out of all the great commentating that Stephanie McMahon yeah. did that night, <laughs> I, I I guess I must have missed all when they ten said words, that. right? Yeah. All... all yeah. You know. Uh, I don't know how many times I can hear. Oh, look at this one. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, she's the daughter of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is in her ear. You know, like, does Vince McMahon not say anything? Like, Even her husband's in her ear. Yeah, you know, and Vince was a commentator himself. Yep. You know, uh, she, she uh, oh, look at this one. The best of the call of the night, though, is what, she goes, Oscar's going over. <laughs> and Oscar went over, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah, there you go. So she spoiled it. But, um, yeah, you know, a few things uh, that I picked up on while watching it. I really got to say that even though Charlotte was not in the rumble obviously because she is the champion. Mm-hmm. She showed how good she is just by sitting on the outside. Okay. Because I don't know uh, if you saw it while watching it, her facials on the outside are so, notice. so good. Okay. Like when uh, when Bailey got eliminated by Sasha, and it was a shocker, you know, yeah, they're course. friends, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Charlotte sold that elimination, you know, because they're all part of the Four Horsewomen and stuff. So they're That's all right. okay, yeah. a sect- and, uh, you know, you could see the shock on her face. And I, I love that. And then when Carmella gets eliminated, Carmella gets thrown in between Charlotte and Alexa. And Charlotte's still watching the match, but she's side-eyeing Carmella the entire time because she knows... She can't turn her back on Carmella because she's missed money in the bank. And I thought that was like, just like beautiful, you know, like she's so good, so smart. And, uh, you know, she honestly just always constantly proves that she is Ric Flair's daughter. Uh, I, you know, I I kind of wish that in the future, I don't know if this could ever be remedied, but that top rope is just too high for the women, you know? And like, I hate saying that, but it's the truth, you know? Mm You can't... They Could, tried... It's not a sexist thing. No. It's just it's, that they're it, shorter. They are shorter. Yeah. You know? Like, it's just something that that is true. Yeah. You know? Uh, like, they can't really do the low bridge spot on them. No. When they do... Like, because they did it... Asuka did it to uh, Ember Moon to eliminate Ember Moon, you know, Ember had to jump over the rope. You know, it just, it makes them, it exposes them. And then, you know, when Vicky comes out, Vicky Mm -hmm. does her whole thing, and I'm sure that backstage she was like, okay, yeah, like, then I'll take the elimination. Not thinking that I have to be hoisted up and over this this rope and you know she's an older woman you know like yeah. she's not even she took a bump every once in a while but she's not a, a wrestler per no, se you know trained. she's a manager yeah. and uh when she was up there i was like honestly scared for her i was just about as scared for her as i am for like shane mcmahon when he does his bullshit you <laughs> know like i was like oh vicky's gonna end it right now mm-hmm. but
1: um do you know do you know how tall it is offhand between the, the mat to the t- top rope offhand i think it's five feet Okay, well, you know that's tall enough, so that's, close, right?
2: and that's yeah, exactly. That's tall enough. You know, you can see it's it's above their shoulders. You know, mm-hmm. the top m- most of those women are five six. I would say you yeah, know the, they're on the taller side, but you yeah. know, like the, the only one that looks natural in there with those ropes are like Michelle McCool or uh, my girl Nia Jax, Nia Jax, Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix, yeah. You know what I liked about Beth Phoenix too. She was the only one that came in and she got the pop from the crowd. And the commentators never mentioned her husband, yeah, and good. the uh, fans never chanted about her husband. Every other wife in that Rumble—that's
1: true. Yeah, they, good point.
2: you know, Michelle McCool—they chanted for Taker. Of course. Uh, the, the Bella Twins—they chanted for their significant others. Yeah. Rusev Day for Lana. You know.
1: Thank God uh, AJ Lee wasn't in there. I know. Thank God.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that... that's a good
1: point. Though I didn't put two and two together until you said it. But yeah.
2: You know, and she. Beth Beth. Beth yeah. Phoenix is awesome. She, oh, first off, uh, and she's the first woman in both the men's Royal Rumble and the women's Royal Rumble. Another historic fact here on the show. Another Festival. historic fact. We're giving you a lot of little factoids. Here we are. You know. So you know. You, I know that a lot of people come for the wrestling, but they stay for the factoids
1: exactly that's what i have to say agreement didn't agree with me but yes thank you for uh <laughs> sharing light on that fact
2: um michael cole made some interesting calls uh, i just like how he all of a sudden turned Kyrie sane from a pirate into a yachting enthusiast that really <laughs> made me laugh like Missed that one <sighs> literally and she he <laughs> he says it by her she starts doing her little stomp walk and she <laughs> goes here goes Kyrie sane walking the plank she's uh, really into boating because i don't know if you know this. she has a yachting enthusiast persona and it's like she, i don't I have not seen many yachts with planks i don't know i mean i'm I've not, not really,
1: recently no, i'm not a yacht enthusiast. i'm not so. me
2: either, you know i don't have that persona in me no. i'm uh you know but i know that pirate ships have planks pretty much a, a historic fact
1: i, mean, I see a lot of yachts on ncis <laughs> Right. But none of them had a plank.
2: Right, but. yeah. But that would be a great case for them. You know, like, oh, yes. they made this guy walk the plank. <laughs> Maybe it was a yacht. Um, but yeah, you know, I uh, I also knew... I didn't know she was going to be number 30, but I knew that Trish was going to be in the Rumble because of Raw 25.
1: Yeah, we knew she was, but I'm surprised she was 30. Because I mean, it was a little too obvious.
2: Yeah. Um uh, well I mean most people were still expecting Rhonda, I felt. You know, even the crowd was chanting for Rhonda as it was counting down and then like oh, she wasn't. you know, she was not number thirty. But at Raw Twenty Five, when I saw Trish had dyed her hair blonde, I went, Oh, I'm mm. seeing you Sunday. Yep. You know, hundred percent. You you dyed your hair blonde. Um, I also really like that for both rumbles the final like six and four people kind of rhymed with each other in a way. Like okay. uh you know, you had in the final four in the men's rumble, you had Balor, Shinsuke, and you had Cena and Reigns. And it's like the two WWE people and the two kind of like indie people, like yes. internet darlings. And in the women's you had the Bella twins, the WWE bred, you know, like the divas. Raised, yeah. You know, they were their left holdovers. From the Divas. And uh, then you had Asuka and Sasha, which are, you know, internet darlings again. And then, you know, the last one, obviously, two Japanese internet darlings that can really kick someone's ass if they meant to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so everything kind of rhymed, which I thought was kind of cool.
1: You have noticed that, too, when I was watching it with some friends? We didn't pick up on the Indies mm-hmm. WWE bread. We picked up, it was the same ending. Yes, it was the WWE veterans versus the newbies, right? And like in your analogy, makes more sense, right? The born and bred versus the indie the internet darlings, right? So, yeah.
2: yeah, they were brought in, you know, and and yeah, I thought I just thought that was kind of cool.
1: It's a little hypocritical though, like everyone knew Roman Reigns was going to win the Rumble a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I believe people knew Batista was going to win the Rumble, pretty much. Yeah,
2: you know, they were still hoping for Daniel Bryan that yeah, year. Yeah, they were hoping, hoping hoping against hope.
1: We knew Oscar was going to win. Yeah. We knew we didn't knew the rumor was cheesecake was going to win.
2: Right. How come you guys aren't pissed off about that? Cuz well, what's
1: the predictability of it? You know what? So they're not they weren't pissed cuz the predictability of it, it was just who it was.
2: Exactly. Okay. That and that's how I feel it is. You know, just because an you know, and I I feel WWE gets very guilty of this sometimes where they will swerve For swerve's sake you know they they feel and you know not even wwe i'm sure that there's a lot of uh companies out there that just say oh everyone kind of thinks that this is going to be the way that it's going to be let's do it the other way and but it doesn't make sense you know sometimes the right ending is the ending that's there the obvious ending you know that's that's fine too you know Mm -hmm. some people people just want to be uh just want to be happy sometimes you know and they just they they luckily went with the guy that everybody loves, you know, if they weren't going to put Roman over it. I will say if they put Roman over again, in Philly, yeah, I would have loved it, you know, just because like uh, the sheer balls yeah. on Big Vince McMahon, middle figure, yeah. oh, like you know, how could you not love that? But the right guy won. I really want to see. I want to see AJ versus Shinsuke. I, you know, uh,
1: I think everyone does, yeah,
2: yeah, you know, and like that's it's going to be amazing, you know.
1: They fought in New Japan, right?
2: At Wrestle Kingdom ten, and you know, I watched that match uh, live, not live you know like when it happened I watched it you know stayed up late um, yeah I stayed up late and watched it and if you would have told me hey uh about two and a quarter years from now you're gonna see this same match at WrestleMania I would, you know I I would laugh and then there we go it's gonna is actually going to happen even when they came over I still never thought I would get it I never thought I would get it at Mania, you know? Mm-hmm. I would have been happy with it, like... Payback. as yeah, yeah, payback. You know, money in the bank yeah. is my craziest thought that it might be at. But uh, WrestleMania, you know, main event for the title. Incredible. Incredible.
1: I missed NXT TakeOver. Did you watch it?
2: Oh, I love... I loved it I absolutely Break loved it, it. I, I saw it um it uh you know Velveteen, Do you watch NXT normally I don't watch it week to week you know I'll catch it if Here I man. see a lot of chatter about it online okay um I try to you know I watch raw which is raws is my least favorite wrestling show but I watch it because it's on Monday so it's the first one that comes up in the Do week you watch
1: it at eight o'clock and watch yeah yeah so I think I learned. I start watching 9 nine15 and then fast forward 10 10 15 I'm caught up
2: yeah you know what the problem is I volunteered to be the live tweeter for the bullies. So I uh, w- have to watch it live, and uh, it's my cross to bear. It's rough. It's rough on my marriage. Who's the SmackDown guy? That's me, too. But I uh, actually like SmackDown, you know, for the most part. Especially when they first did the brand split, I really love SmackDown. Yes. SmackDown was really uh, firing on all the gears back then.
1: Anyway, yeah. back to NXT TakeOver.
2: Um, yeah, NXT TakeOver was great. Um, Velveteen Dream, like, continued to show that he could be the future of the company, you mm-hmm. know, I, I feel, Big statement. I feel that he, once he gets up, as long as they don't do something weird with him, you know, which is always, always. The, it could be the case, you know, uh, but he, he's a fantastic you know worker. He, he has a fantastic character, and he knows it inside and out.
1: Character, yeah. There's a lot of great characters in NXT. Mm-hmm. From the beginning. Yes. And right away I knew my man Tyler Breeze was over in NXT. Yes. Wouldn't make it in the main roster. The Ascension were big in NXT. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't make it, and they didn't make it. Yeah. Do you think he will survive the main roster?
2: It all depends on if Vince backs him, you know. Mm. It all depends so it's all about on, politics. Yeah, you know, it really is. You know, like, you could be the best in front of the camera, but if you're not good behind that camera too you're dead in the water you know it's it's uh it's full of sharks over there um but yeah, takeover was great. Uh, the uh, the tag team match was awesome with uh, Fish and O'Reilly against the Authors of Pain. Um, that I thought the finish was really good. Like uh, they had a nice like little kind of injury angle going on, which okay. I thought was cool with uh, Authors of Pain. I think they're going to be called up soon. I uh, the Adam Cole uh, Alistair Black match was fantastic. It I heard good things about that. Really yeah. good brutal match. Had one of the most brutal spots I've ever seen, and you know it, it goes to prove that. You don't need blood to have just a brutal spot, but there was this one thing where Adam Cole took two chairs, put them together, you know? And as they do, they always put the two chairs seat to seat. Yeah. Then he looks at them, and he turns both chairs around. So they're back to back. Interesting. And... Of course, since he set it up, he took the plunge on them oh, because uh, it got turned around on course, him, as it yeah. often does. Always does. Yeah. Never, works. That never spot works. Never works. Never works. And uh, and he took basically a, oh. a DVD, a Death Valley Driver on it, you know, like a like an AA, yeah. an attitude adjustment, right to the small of his back, and oh. it looked excruciating. It you know, sounds
1: I, excruciating. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: un- unbelievable. And then he was in the rumble the next night.
1: Yes. So yeah.
2: fantastic fantastic job by him great weekend you know what a great weekend for Adam Cole he had a great match on NXT the next night he comes out in the Royal Rumble huge pop huge pop you know everybody knows him so great son of Michael Cole yes. and uh, and then he he gets eliminated by Rey Mysterio a returning Rey Mysterio you know mm. you can't if they were like, "Oh, well, we gotta have Ray eliminate someone." I would be throwing my hand up so fast. That's like, right. You need to be okay. Ray gets to eliminate me. Absolutely, absolutely. Please me, please me. That's uh, that was that was incredible. Um, I love the Ember Moon, uh, Shayna Baszler match. That was uh, a lot of people kind of knocked it because they had a very long armbar spot where they were just in the middle of the ring like Shayna Baszler was just doing an arm bar to an already injured part of her body and uh, her arm, obviously. And uh, I I like that, though, because, you know... That's how Shayna Baszler would fight. She's a yeah, she's an I, MMA specialist. What is your problem with that? Yeah, and um, when Ember Moon ended up kind of turning it around on her, she lifted her up and and rolled her on her shoulders. You know, she just kind of got the better of her. But it was like a nice, like weird five minute spot. People were saying like, "Oh, it's, it's just a dumb rest hold," but it was a fucking armbar. You know, like
1: yeah. it, it was awesome. You know, in it, the WWE, it's you know. WWE's a rest hold, but in her world,
2: right? You you get into an armbar with Shayna Baszler, you're, you're done. You know. Yeah. That's it, you know? She came out the next night. She still sold it. Her arm was all bandaged up. You know, I I like that. And Shayna Baszler has, like, a brand new spot that she's been doing. She did it to Dakota Kai to introduce it. And uh, she basically, they set up that your hand is put on the mat, kind of like how a guy will then step on your knuckles, you know? Yeah. But what she does is, since your elbow is all the way up, she steps on your elbow. Oh, no. And the way that these girls are selling that is insane. Like, she has a spot that I hope that they use sparingly. Because, first off, my stomach can't take it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, secondly, like, it's, it loses its effect. It, it loses. It, it needs to be like how Randy Orton only punts people in the head mm-hmm. when they have to leave for a little while. Or when Alexa Bliss does that elbow pop. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. You know, like, uh, and let me tell you, when Shayna Baszler does it to Alexa Bliss for the first time, oh, and Alexa Bliss. Starts, yeah, doing that arm thing. Uh, that's that's perfect. He, that's, he
1: listens. So whoever's listening, book that spot yes, yes. right now.
2: You, you know, you know they listen. Oh, of
1: course, we do proof. <laughs> So overall, it's a good show.
2: Great show. Oh, and then of course Gargano and uh, Almas uh, set the wrestling world on fire. They, you know, Dave Meltzer said it was a five star match. It was the first match in WWE to go over half an hour in, I think, uh, seven years. Really? Yeah. The last one they said was It um, Was the last one to go over sense. half an hour, and it, it was great. You know, they good, uh, it's good it, when you get time because a lot yes. of people don't get
1: time now. It's just like
2: yeah, and it ended. Uh, you know, it ended, the right guy won. Almas, you know, needed that. Championship. He needs to solidify his reign right now as the champ.
1: Decent time at the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he
2: had a great, you know, great showing the next night. Um, I really like that they're bringing both major NXT champions into the Rumbles now, because mm-hmm. I I hope that they kind of make that a rule. Like, if you are champion for NXT, you need to be in the Rumble the Get next night. Get your shot, right? And then it's gonna be so great a few years down the line when an NXT guy just wins it.
1: Well, those listening for the last hundred and two episodes know that end of the conversation is here. WWE has been spoken about. Time to move on. But the good thing about having guests on this show is that afford the uh, opportunity to expand my wrestling knowledge and yours as well. You watched New Japan Pro Wrestling New Beginnings. I
0: did. I did. So, um,
1: quickly, because we're running a little longer of time. Of course. Break it down. Talk about it.
0: Uh,
2: well, I caught most of night two. I, I only saw the end of night one. Yeah, it's two nights. That's crazy. Two nights, yeah. New Japan is, uh, you know, it's a very different style of, like, just showing their wrestling, but... I
1: Yeah, two nights, I'm assuming, each match got a decent amount of time.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah, you know, and they pay off... And it's good, because, like, they'll even still build some storylines for Night 2 in Night 1, like... Okay, good. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks fought their respective opponents in a tag match the night before, so it got paid off the next night. You know, they went against Roppongi 3K and Jay White, and they fought them the next night. And uh, Jay White finally unseated Kenny Omega as the uh, United States champion. Oh, snap. Which is crazy. You know, no one thought that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like the Bullet Club is falling apart now because Cody turned on Kenny. I saw that. Which was insane. It finally happened. You know, they've been building it for, to this for almost a year now. and uh, Which is
1: cool. It's, it, apparently, it's carrying over to ROH because they have the best yeah. the best in the world and the biggest star in the world Yeah, against Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. So it's weird how this is going to work.
2: It, it, you know, now they have, yeah, they just announced actually today that at the Ring of Honor Supercard in New Orleans that, you know, their show they're doing right alongside yeah. WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. It's Smart Omega move. against Cody, which is going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts.
1: I mean, I don't know anything about Omega. So mm-hmm. He has a cool last name. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is the man. Cody, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes is the best.
2: he You know, he was uh, only being stifled in WWE. Oh, man. You know, he's being held down.
1: It's funny because I never really believed that. I'm like, you guys are given a chance at the biggest stage of the world. It's all about politics, Mm -hmm. so you're not playing the game, so to speak. Take care of combing your hair. Yeah. Enjoy life on the indies. I put my foot in my mouth with Cody Rhodes. He's making the most of it, and wow, good for him. He,
2: You know, he he bet on
1: himself. He did, and now watch the WWE come after him, and he's like, fuck you, I don't need you. Right. And he's one of those guys like huh, wow, look at that. And these are a viable option for these guys.
2: And it, and it opens up doors for other guys. You know, exactly. like, I mean, even Neville. Like, who would have thought yeah. that this guy who was just in the cruiserweights could just leave, you know? Like, no one knows what he's going to do. He's <laughs> a hot commodity, especially now with what happened with Enzo. You know, yeah. Neville, you know, if I'm them, I'm trying to knock down Neville's door, you know, and who knows where Neville, if Neville goes over to New Japan, he'll be a goddamn superstar over there, and uh, especially with now, who knows what's going to happen with the Bullet Club, Neville shows up in a Bullet Club shirt, so many more eyes are going to go over there, you know, people are already paying attention because of what happened with Jericho last week, or uh, last month over there, you know, it's going to be great, it's going to be great. Is there a Bullet Club
1: in New Japan and a Bullet Club RH, or is it all connected?
2: It's all connected, um... Right now Kenny Omega is the leader of the Bullet Club. Ever since AJ got kicked out. So Kenny, Cody
1: Rose turns back so he's Cody Rose is not
2: in bullet club anymore? He is in Bullet Club. It looks like Kenny's on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um Cody's trying to usurp him right now. And uh the good word. Thank you, thank you. I'm a bit of a wordsmith. Smart bully. <laughs> um but yeah, they uh they're paying off it's kinda like that last night in for New Beginnings. Paid off so many storylines, because Kota Ibushi came to Kenny's aid that night. Kota Ibushi, he was in the Cruiserweight Classic.
1: Okay,
2: yeah. Uh, he made it to the semifinals round. He's a great wrestler. Him and Kenny Omega used to be a tag team years ago called the Golden Lovers. Ooh, and they were okay. kind of like, uh, like, uh, they were a little shticky, you know? a little well, of course. But, because um, Kenny has the tendency to just be a little, like, gaga-ish, you know? Okay. Um, but he's, uh, they're both fantastic wrestlers, like, Probably two of the best wrestlers in the world, besides, I would say, AJ Styles, Mm -hmm. uh, are Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. And now they're coming back together, and, like, it might be the most romantic storyline in all of pro wrestling. Like, Mm -hmm. they because, you know, there are underlying things, unsaid things between them. Maybe they're more than a tag team. Ooh, here you know, here first. Gossip. It's, it's uh it's 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 all there, it's all beautiful.
1: Make sure you stay tuned to that and we'll keep you abreast. Yeah. moving on, uh Green Man has a weekly interview with a guy I love. Guy I was trying to get on the show for a long time, and Green Man was finally able to sit down with him and go one on one with absolute Alvin. You know this guy? Sure. Fan of his?
2: Sure, why not?
1: Never heard of this guy before until we went we were sitting ringside. Didn't pay for ringside? Did just people left? <laughs> He comes Classic. out, yeah, and he just embraces the crowd, goes with it. Green Man's being an asshole, like Green Man is. <laughs> and he's playing off Green Man. He's playing off this other guy. He's just playing with the crowd. The crowd's puttied in this guy's hands. He was tagged in, delivered in the ring. This guy's amazing. Seemed at the bar at Alex Lodge. One of the nicest guys in the world.
2: It's always great when that happens.
1: Instantly a fan of Absolute Album. Instantly his one of his biggest supporters. And finally Green was able to get him on the show. So Green Man, take it away.
0: All right, Michael J. Putty, you know I've always wanted to do this. And this interview, it is long overdue because he's a great friend to the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, A Shot of Wrestling probably brings to you Absolute Alvin Alvarez. <laughs> it's about time I'm on the with a shot of wrestling. What's
3: going
0: on, brother? What's going on, my man? It is definitely a long overdue, uh, for us to get together on a shot of wrestling. We've been following you. Uh, you're, a, you have a big fan in Michael J. Putty, I have to say. He Thank can't you. stop Thank talking you. about you. I think at <laughs> one of the, at one of the indie shows it's always like, I love this guy. I love this guy. I'm like, well, well, what do you love about him? He just gets me into it. And I think it's the way that you interact with the crowd. You know, like you're in your match and, and you're still trying to bring the crowd in. Like you're, you, you, people are shit-talking you and you're like shit-talking back to them from the ring apron. It's fucking amazing. Oh,
3: thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely it definitely gives you a good shot, you know? It's talk.
0: <laughs> yeah so since then uh, michael j putty has been a big fan um i'm a big fan too so let's get started Let, let's learn a little bit more and a little thing we like to do is getting to know you as a fan of professional wrestling uh what was your favorite wrestling moment
3: my favorite wrestling moment i would have to say is wrestle media uh, as, as a fan watching it definitely bret hart versus don't see Austin. like metal time favorite is the hitman so just watching him in Austin, just the the development of the Austin character, on how that match changed how everyone looked at Stone Cold, you know, and Bret Hart put him over and was able to do that for him, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just amazing. And the whole and the whole attitude was kicked off there, and it just it it made it put less on the map, I think, and it started off Stone Cold in his career to being one of the best wrestlers out there, and uh, that's definitely the kind for me as a fan. It, it captivated me and just watching Austin. Um, you know, have his run and win the title, wrestling at 14 and go on, to do big things, you know. That was definitely one of my favorite fan moments.
0: And I think as a a small little market kid, I was thinking, I'm like, how could someone just get so over by losing, you know? Like, Bret Hart came out the victor in that match. That that was when, when Sonko got all bloody, right?
3: Yep, that was the one where you busted him open and, just and he just
0: never gave up.
3: He never gave up
0: cool man uh in life obviously there's a lot of things in life that just influence who you become as a person what are these life events that made you who you are today
3: being an only child i think uh you know it has its benefits it has its drawbacks but it develops me into just you know being able to use my imagination you know not having brothers and sisters to play with or anything, you know, I had to a lot of time, a lot of downtime. So just using my imagination to think of different things. And, you know it's culminating to me, developing my calculator and, and mm-hmm. a lot of times it's a fit and thing. You know, I was able to, to create different things out of my mind and own up. And even backyard wrestling, I was able to think, you know, being outside the box and later transition to my professional career, you know, as a wrestler.
0: So So Alvin, you're a big family man and congratulations on your recent nuptials. Uh thank you, thank you. How how do you balance life? Um, because you have family life that's really demanding. You have wrestling life that's really demanding. How do you balance them both?
3: Uh, it can it, be tough at times because I try to get to training as much as I used to. You know, I used to train at least once a week with you know, the NWCC school.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh,
3: I haven't been able to get there as, as often as I'd like. So, But it's hard, you know, spending time with stuff son and my wife. And it's, it's tough to, to get in, but, you know, I try to definitely get to the shows and try to book more and just and keep the ball rolling, you know?
0: Yeah, and you mentioned NYWC. Is that your home school? Is that where you did your training mostly?
3: Yes, that's my home school. That's where I trained, uh, trained under
0: uh, Tony Nice and uh, Alex Arnold. Nice, man. Wrestling, yeah. it, it's it's uh, something that we say on the show a lot, that it's coming truer and truer the more that we say it, but wrestling brings people together. Uh, who in the business do you consider a friend or a mentor at this point?
3: Um, one of my close friends is Tony Nice. I've uh, known him. Uh, since he was about like 12 years old. So I've wow. known him for a long time. Uh, we did back wrestling together. Also, uh, Pollyon, uh, he's a close friend of mine. So we've, you know, we all came out of the LWC school. So I actually wrestled. I actually trained under Mikey Ripley Yes, in the, in the, original, in the original, um, LWC school. So he's one of the originals. And then, uh, I to know the Mikey like as well. And then, uh, so those are like, two of my closest friends that are in the business.
0: Wow, I mean, uh, the name Mikey Rookrack has definitely come across a lot on a shot of wrestling. As far as someone who has mentored a lot of the people in our New York City area, is there any advice um, from anyone in the in your career so far that you still keep close to heart to this day?
3: Oh yeah, definitely So talk to Mikey. Um, definitely keep you know he's not wrestling anymore, but definitely cares about more W C. Always asking about more W C. school and everything, and. um no, it was Mike Mondo. You know, Mike Mondo's another one of his graduates that trained. You know, they you know, trained under Curse, under John Curse. But uh Mikey had a little bit in that, and of course, Mikey trained Ryder and Hawkins and those guys. He trained Red, uh, Jerry so just, 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 just the number, just the names alone that Mikey that came from Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, is astonishing. You know, like the whole house of glory. That all was done under Mikey. You know, so a lot of companies now roots back to Mikey Whipwreck. You know.
0: No, absolutely. Is there any advice? that you still hold true to this day that you're like oh i still hear that every time i'm in the ring
3: um you have to just you have to wrestle you have to, it, it's real you know what i'm saying and you have mm-hmm. to keep that in the ring you know it's real you know this this is this is real you know we, we do get hurt you know it might be choreographed you might say now it's choreographed but you know you, you have to go into the ring thinking this is real what would you do in a real fight you know how would you react in a, fight, in a fight? And this is what we do in the ring, you know? Injuries happen, you know? Like I mentioned, it might be choreographed, but there's times when I've been training and I, I couldn't move, you know? My low back is out, you know? Mm-hmm. So now, since i was getting out of bed, I'm like, look you're right? You know, and a lot of times getting out of bed is tough because the low back, you know, taking bumps for six years now, you know, it's not easy
0: yeah and now we're talking about how real wrestling is. wrestling could not have gotten more real than your in your interactions with ace andrews um oh, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring this up, but uh you know it the first match left you with a little scar over your eye, you know, which led to a second match which at this point became a grudge match now, as a fan, I was just very intrigued on how you know how real it really got. So just walk us through on how real it is, whether not just in the ring, but behind the scenes. Uh, what's going on between you two?
3: You know, it, it, it's not good. You know, we had a first match, which is good, you know, first time we ever met. I got a rather rough match and we went in there and, and all of a sudden I saw, you know, when, when they hit a move against a rope and you know, his head's down and I all of a sudden we collided heads and I, I looked down at the ring and just, I see red, you know, my blood. Wow. And uh, it was like, this guy really just helped me, you know? It, from there, it turned off from there. I was able to get the win. And then I'm like, I want this guy again. Said, no, it's ain't over. You know, we have to have, you know, I want this guy again. And I noticed afterwards, his mom had a lot of, he was talking a lot of stuff on Facebook. Really? So as soon as I went out there for the second person, right? So, I said, no, it's your fault that I got caught you know, your son did this to me and then he came out of the back and, and then I, it turned to a brawl. and I just remember hitting him and hitting him and riffering him away and I wasn't anything. Like this is my time to get back what I deserve. You know, I get eight six above my left eye. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting I'm I w i want my money back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I've been five out, I spent five hours I spent five hours, you know. I didn't get home until six AM.
0: Wow. You
3: know, so I was like I'm getting my money back and I just remember just hitting him and hitting him and just breaking up and then I just remember standing up like he wouldn't stay down. So trust me, you know, twelve, you know, I'm gonna put him down.
0: Absolutely. And we always I always like to know because like you mentioned, his mom got interfered in this and got into the mix. Um, but you know, families seeing their their sons, their daughters their brothers you know uh their spouses in the ring um it's it's not easy how does how does your family um react to what's been going on with you and ace
3: you know they're 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 supportive you know my wife still it's hard to get them you know get with yours and and, and win it and move on nice so they're definitely supportive
0: sounds like a very strong woman you got there thank you thank you (laughs) well while we're speaking of ace has he been your toughest opponent today or do you have another one
3: I've been in a lot of tough guys, including the one and only Haku. I've been in him too, and uh, you know he was tough. And but Ace, Ace is a little personal. I wouldn't say it's tough. I've been a lot of a lot of a lot of balls, a lot of matches. Um, definitely over 100. I think over 180 in my career. But mm-hmm. but Ace, this just turned personal. You know, this turned like you know the permanent scar on my face, you know this is—it's beyond wrestling, now This is this is gruff. This is a war.
0: Wow! It looks like you're going to be chasing this guy down for a while because every time you look at yourself in the mirror, mirror, there's going to be a remembrance of what he did to you.
3: Exactly. It doesn't sit well with me at all.
0: Yeah. Well, let's take let's take it away from the wrestling ring for a little bit. Uh, what are your passions outside of the ring?
3: I'm actually a bowler. I've been bowling for about twelve years now. Oh, wow. So uh, I enjoy bowling. I enjoy it a lot. You know, at times I I'm to bowl two, to three weeks a season.
0: Are you in a um, league?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Taking it oh, seriously. Yeah.
3: Holds cool. hold about a two twenty average.
0: Nice. i uh, in
3: PBA. Bowled in four PBA tournaments. So I think we of the best bowlers around.
0: Wow, that I would not have known. <laughs> and I don't yeah. think not many people would have known unless they're listening to a shot of wrestling. That that's very interesting.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So, uh, whether professionally or personally, what is on your bucket list? Are you going to be a big pro um, bowler one day?
3: I'd really, I'd really like to... Some of the things that we want to do is uh, I definitely like to wrestle in Japan. Okay. So, either pro wrestling no New Japan, uh, Dragon Gate, definitely want to get to Japan. Um, that's definitely one thing on the bucket list. Uh, so another thing is obviously WWE. That should be on everybody's bucket list. If you're pro wrestling and, you're, and you don't want to get WWE, there's something wrong. Right. Um, I mean, that's the top promotion. Even under Japan is, is pretty is a very 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 close second. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to get to New Japan or you don't want to get to WWE, why are you stepping foot in the ring? So that those are definitely one of the top two buckets that I definitely that I, something that's on my bucket list
0: and um, everybody has their journeys they all have their different journeys to get to their ultimate goal and and like you said for you and many wrestlers out there it should be the wwe but at this point we're in a very interesting um, stage in professional wrestling where a lot of people who even make it to the wwe want to get back to the indies because you get to professionally express yourself creatively in a different way and you know if you're if you're marketed well and you're supported by good brands out there, you can make actually a lot more money. Um, are there any mm-hmm. Are there any other territories or um, independent wrestling promotions that you would want to wrestle in?
3: Definitely. Definitely would want to get to PWZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually the East Coast. I did a couple shows for Beyond Wrestling. Beyond Wrestling is pretty much the East Coast. So yeah,
0: they're pretty so big, definitely too. I
3: want to do a, a mainstay at Beyond. Um, Ring of Honor. There's some promotions out there. Even, even Impact. You know, even Impact. It's still it's still it's still big, you know. Uh that's I, you know, a lot of people that were in WWE, they already know what WWE is like. You know, I haven't been in WWE yet, so right. that's my first milestone. So if I get to WWE and I don't like it, then I can choose other options. Like Cody, you know, guys that were signed, you know, Ryback. Right you know, guys that were signed and left, you know, it's something that they didn't want to do. I want mean, always try to be W I and mean, that's a goal for me. And if I don't like it from there I could always move on mm-hmm. and do other things, but Definitely want at least an opportunity, you know. I've been in some contact with some, with some of the management there, and should be going out for a tryout next year or so. So we'll see what happens then.
0: That is awesome, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, it, it, yeah we would love you. to see you in the WWE right now. As a fan, you're, you're, I'm sure you're really close to the product. Yeah. Where do you see Absolute Alvin fitting in into an, a WWE storyline currently?
3: I mean, it definitely looks Spanish. You know, to look past for Samoa.
0: Okay. So oh. maybe
3: even, you know, someone, I was actually given the blessing by Haku to do a Samoa gimmick, even though I'm not you know, a Samoan at all, mm-hmm. but I did have the blessing from him to be, to have a Samoan gimmick, to so even do, doing some, you know, maybe with the USO's or doing something with Samoa Joe, he's always been a big fan of mine, I am a big fan of his, Yeah, I want to be a big fan of his, so even doing something with him. Uh, that's
0: the first that's one that came Eo to me. my mind as a fan, yeah. I was like, if you could get Absolute Alvin and Samoa Joe in the ring, woo, boy.
3: Yeah, that that's yeah. money right there. I've been watching. I watched some of this in Atlanta, so I've been watching him for a little long time. You know, so you know a lot. Of his, and a lot of his offense, you know, I've adapted to. Especially, you know, his you know his in the corner, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I've just I've, I've you know I've adapted from him and just his style. Just you know you know just drop heavy synthon bombs and stuff like that. You know you know he has a unique style. You know. That I try to adapt to, but you know, so definitely him and I would be amazing. I would love to, to work small.
0: you And now, how many years have you been in the business right now? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. And, and, and you've I mean, I... you've ran your course through a few different promotions. I think you're getting to the point where someone who is just starting to train or just starting to get their name out there um, would probably come to you for advice. If you had any advice to give to anybody just getting started, what would it be?
3: Train, uh, definitely to a, a, a school, working training school. Um, you know, NYWC obviously is one of the best. There's a couple, a lot of different. You know, House of Glory is awesome, WrestlePro, Pro, Creator Pro. I think those are the top three in New York State that are the best. The so WrestlePro, you know, Creator Pro, Slash Creator Pro, mm-hmm. uh, House of Glory, and NYWC, those are definitely the top three, I think, in New York State. So, definitely train on one of those one of those roofs, And stay humble. Always, so, so many people think wrestling goes to their head. We'll see a little exposure, a little internet exposure. You know, always humble, you know nothing nothing's given to you in life you know you have to earn it and work for it so working hard and always stay humble i would say
0: it's definitely great advice as we start wrapping up uh when we get if we were to get back together a year from now what do you want people to be saying about absolute alvin
3: that he deserves to be where he's at
0: um any last words
3: uh stay tuned for the end of the episode last one. In the
1: news with Michael J. Putty. I don't know to get into the news, but great man, good job. Absolute Alvin, thank you for your time. I'm looking forward to you crushing your last man standing match at BCW's anniversary show at Elks Lodge on March 9th. Tickets should be available soon. Check your group on. The great Elks Lodge. You going? Of course. Love Elks Lodge. Love BCW if you swing by the voice of Shadow Wrestling will be there covering right right so look forward to that, that episode album good luck I'm
2: Thanks. sure wherever I'm standing you'll hear me my voice kind of carries when I am in my cups
1: do you also carry the fanny pack with the beer also was that <laughs> <the> Pat right <laughs> that's Pat yeah, yeah.
2: He's he's the 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 fanny.
1: So once again, watch out for Absolute album, He's a star on the rise. Let's get into some news, and uh, I know about you. I'm really relieved because finally we can stop hearing the rumors because Ronda Rousey finally appeared in WWE. Who's that? She is the the former bantamweight champion, of the UFC.
2: Oh oh, I thought it was that weird, awkward woman that just strolled out at the end of Royal Rumble, and
1: with the oversized jacket. Yes, 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 yes. yes like yes. a little boy wearing his daddy's suit jacket. Yes, that was her. Right, blonde with a nice ass.
2: <laughs> you know, I uh, I was happy to see her. You know, like you said, it's just like, we all knew that was going to happen. You know, it's, it's great once, that it just happened.
1: Once the woman's was the main event. Yes. You knew something was happening.
2: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, do you know about the jacket? Do you know the story behind the jacket?
1: I do, but please tell us.
2: Uh, the jacket is actually one Rowdy Roddy Piper's jacket. The late Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, his own son, his own flesh and blood, flew from Las Vegas to Philadelphia to hand deliver that jacket to Ronda Rousey That's that cool. night,
1: which is a uh, really beautiful. I remember, uh, I don't talk on the show, but Rowdy Piper gave her the permission to use the Rowdy.
2: Gimmick. Yes, yes. I just hope that that jacket has whatever ability to talk still oh, looming inside of it, because I mean, you know. I I hope her, that she is amazing. I hope she's oh, the female Brock does, Lesnar. Yeah. You know um, her her friend and her four horsemen stablemate Shayna Baszler has been great in the WWE so far. Down in NXT, mm-hmm. I enjoy her work. Um, and I hope that Ronda Rousey is at least half as good as Shayna Baszler when she finally makes her in ring debut. But um, yeah, that was an awkward uh, that was an awkward hello.
1: Awkward to say the least. Yeah. Uh, She spoke to ESPN about it, and she's noted that this won't be a one-off deal. Right. She's not pulling a Brock Lesnar. She said, and I quote, this is my life now, first priority on my timeline for the next several years. This is not a smash and grab. This is not a publicity stunt. When asked about her decision to join the E, she asked, uh, she said, and I quote, when I first met with Triple H, I told him, there are other things I can do with my time that will make way more money, but I won't enjoy it nearly as much. So you got to give her respect and give her credit for
2: that. Yeah, that made me happy. That made me very happy to hear, you know, you can only hope for the best, you know, I would love to see her doing the shows, you know, she's been a lifelong wrestling fan, so... Yeah. And, and that's another thing, you know, she she obviously got lost in the lights a little bit, and she just couldn't wipe the smile off of her face, yeah. and I get it, you know, uh, if if I had the opportunity to go and run out at the end of Royal Rumble, and the fans were going nuts for me, and I loved wrestling all my life, which I do, yeah. you know, I, I'd have a hard time killing myself a little bit you know just to try and be a badass too i'd just be like this is amazing i'd be six years old
1: again you know yeah, i think we all were yeah uh ufc president dana white expressed his thoughts saying i'm very happy for her she loves pro wrestling and always been a big fan so i know how much this means to her so she keeps accomplishing everything she's ever wanted what brand do you think she'll be associated with
2: i mean i think it's gonna be very hard for them to keep her off raw you know uh of the flagship It is the flagship. uh, The night, I mean, I know it was also the night after Royal Rumble, so they had to talk about it, but they didn't, I felt like they didn't mention it nearly enough, nearly as much on SmackDown this week that they did Raw. You know, uh, but that being said, I feel the natural match is her against Charlotte.
1: So, I mean, the rumor, I think, is going to be Ronda and The Rock versus Triple H and Stephanie, which I don't don't want to see.
2: Yeah, you know, um, if I... I wanted to
1: see that WrestleMania 32 when it was built in 31, but I don't want to see it now.
2: Right, yeah, I, uh, I agree. I would want Triple H to be freed up to do something else you know I don't want him no. put into a mixed tag match um, he's gonna lose right you know uh, I'd rather see him go against maybe maybe a Braun or something you know like mm-hmm. they have some unfinished business maybe Kurt Angle they have some unfinished business cool. you know everyone kind of thought that when it was going around Survivor Series after he pedigreed him yeah so well, that's true. Yeah, they about have that. to pay that off still. But, you know, knowing WWE, sometimes they're just going to just Forget say, fuck it that. and yeah. drop it.
1: It's another news. Let's move on. Uh, big signing for the WWE this past week. And a surprising move. Jerry Borash, who's been a part of TNA and Impact since its creation in 2002, has been signed by WWE. He jumped ship. Unbelievable. I was mean... That's that surprising to you as much as it was to me?
2: Yeah. I mean, he's a, a TNA mainstay. You know? TNA
1: mainstay. TNA loyalist. TNA original.
2: Like, that's honestly like hearing Michael Cole went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's... that's that's unbelievable. T- you know, Jeremy Borash, he's been part of their creative. He was, yeah. he was the voice of TNA for a while.
1: The voice of TNA for a long uh, time.
2: You know, I, when I heard that, I, I couldn't believe it. And they say he's going down to NXT to go help out. That's the rumor, Down yeah. there, which is great. But, you know, if they start uh, cooking up some some Hardy stuff, he's going to come up and help with that because he was instrumental in the uh, Broken Universe segments.
1: So, but apparently there's speculations, but another final deletion coming up. We hope so. Like the Woken, or for Broken, I mean, I, I it means to me that's the model, but... I,
2: yeah, I don't really care, you know, like, that's fine. I will say, I loved him and Bray working together in the Rumble, because that's what I'm hoping this leads to. I hope that, oh, I hope oh, yeah. that Bray becomes broken with him. I hope that he relieves Ooh. Bray of Sister Abigail and then Bray embraces him okay, and they're both you. broken.
1: That's a fantastic interpretation because I am so done Bray Wyatt.
2: Right. And I love Bray Wyatt. Three men did
1: too and he's just done nothing.
2: They to. failed him because he no, had all the potential in the world.
1: Definitely. Yeah. They was giving him storyline after storyline and he kept mm-hmm. losing yep. and losing.
2: And it makes and his, his threats losing. completely toothless. Yeah. The face of... I'm
1: the new face of fear. Right, and why Ray are and we not he's fucking lost?
2: Right, every time it's 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 just upsetting, you know. And like, if you have a character like that, especially with his very vague promos, you need to have him always maintain a sense of dread. And and even at the Rumble, I was watching it, and I noticed that if I was Vince Man, I would be screaming at Michael Cole for saying it. Michael Cole said Bray was weird. You know what? You never call Bray weird. Mm-mm. You call him strange. You call That's him a odd. I, I you call him enigmatic. You don't call him weird. weird. If you say someone's weird, you're just saying, ah, they're just some fucking weird guy. You know, like like someone's strange, that means that I'm a little afraid of them. You know, like strange is, you know. He should have beat Undertaker at
1: 31. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: The streak's gone. No one gives a fuck about the He's, streak anymore. The, the king has already shown he can bleed. That should have been it. And that loss, 31, he never recovered from It, it was just
2: confusing, yeah. Uh, I I totally agree you know he's he's so good and I feel that they fail him constantly they waste him it's just like and I think that that's the thing they need if he teams up and becomes broken reignites a kind of fire within him with Matt Hardy you bring in Jeff you know and then have all this kind of weird shit going on I I would love
1: it give him a feud where he wins I might start believing him again right I would you know and I don't mind if you said they just give up on him
2: yeah and if he loses to like Matt, but he sees the light through Matt, and like Matt is like, oh, now Matt's come. Now I'm like, I've
1: you know, and yeah. Matt be- Matt becomes Sister Abigail. Where it's, like he now right on his knees, hands extended,
2: like you know, and then like Bray Wyatt could be Matt buzzer,
1: Is like delete, delete. yes. And, and,
2: you know, great, Bray Wyatt. Great
1: observation. Yeah, great job.
2: You know, Matt Hardy can be the guy that, that puts all the promos together and does all the weird stuff. And Bray Wyatt goes out and just kicks people's asses for Matt Hardy. Like, that. he's just Matt Hardy's heater, and he's a fucking missile that it, Matt Hardy shoots at people.
1: Hear that? Book it. <laughs> right, let's move on. Uh, Ray Mysterio made it appear to the Rumble. Like you mentioned. Woo! As a quote-unquote surprise entrant. Looked great. It was kept a secret for most people backstage. Yes. but However, as of this recording, it is a one-off appearance. He has not signed a deal with WWE. Do you want him to sign with WWE?
2: Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it if they, uh Do you think he'll
1: go do anything, or do you think it'll be uh, regulated to uh, 205 Live?
2: You know what? That was a rumor, and it's like... If they continue on with what they're trying to do with 205 Live, then I wouldn't really be calling it regulated, like... You know he would revamp it. You know he might be the shot in the arm that that division needs. You know he's the king of the cruiserweights. Ray, you know Ray is uh, Spanish for king, so like you know we mm. might as well go yeah. for it.
1: In the news, uh, in the latest this week in wrestling on Sports Illustrated, they featured an interview with. Kenny Omega. hmm Discussed the New Day. And I quote, when I see Big E, I clearly see someone who is world championship material. This guy is another level. Kofi is one of the guys who is good in all situations. And Xavier is another great athlete who is talented in the ring and confident on the mic. But however, Kenny noted that New Day being in the same spot year after year makes him hesitant in signing with the E. Your thoughts?
2: I can... Completely see where he's coming from I've been saying the same thing about Big E for years Really? Yes I think that Big E has everything that you want in a champion Big E versus Rusev in a championship feud, mm. I would love that. That's and you know I don't just,
1: about WWE championship, not like a a, yeah. m- a mid Carter.
2: No, no WWE championship. That Biggie is so good. People forget how good he is because they, they do. do like the goofy stuff a little bit. Totally forget. But it.
1: even myself included, I forget sometimes.
2: Yeah, and the guy can go. He fucking spears people off an apron constantly. Like yeah. that spot is insane for someone who is you know. 240 pounds. Cuz Sasha Banks fucks it up on the regular. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. McFoley even
1: said that himself. He honest. is a
2: tank. And and I I have always I,
1: loved Big E. Just said, said the word tank. I feel like Husky Harris was like
2: a tank with a Ferrari engine. <laughs> that's
1: fucking biggie to me.
2: Yes. Absolutely. I uh yeah, I've I've but loved I, Big E for many I, years.
1: I never see Big E in the title picture.
2: I feel like they should, you know.
1: Oh, I they should, but I'd never see him them doing it.
2: You know, I could see Big E against Braun. I could see, you know, he oh, yeah, looks was,
1: legit. and That's a great feud for Braun. Yeah, yeah. But
2: they would have to build up Big E again. You know, like, he would have to yeah. become a destroyer again. And I hope that when New Day eventually does split up, they go all in on Biggie because Biggie is so so good. I'm all about that. I definitely support that. Yep, I, I've I've loved him since he came in. I thought it happens though. Yeah, I agree. You know, you know, he he, but he deserves it. He's he's so so good. He's only gotten better since he's come in.
1: in the news on the start of 205 Live this week. Daniel Bright announced the new general manager of 205 Live to be Drake. Maverick, or as we know him, Rockstar Spud in TNA. Love it. He also announced a 16 man tournament for the title, which will conclude at WrestleMania. Uh,
2: I was not expecting Rockstar Spud to be there. Uh... Mina Maverick. Oh, Drake Maverick. Drake my, Ma- favorite, Ma- my favorite male porn star. First of all, that's a badass name. <laughs> but nobody knows who that is. Right. Uh, but you know, I, I. But I get why they didn't call him Rockstar Spud. You've already oh, labeled okay. Nakamura the rock star, so you're not going to have another rock star on the on the show. You know who I thought it was going to be? And I 100% thought it after the Rumble. I thought that Gregory Helms was going to be the uh, general manager, and I thought that he was going to quote-unquote sign the Hurricane as a superstar. Oh, that would be genius. And no one would know that, you know, who is the secret identity of the Hurricane, and it's Gregory Helms, the general manager, the whole time. Like, I, I, I er- thought that would be great. I think
1: earlier this week the rumors were out. to I me mean, this hurricane or Remasterio and like both
2: just day contract yeah viable
1: options yeah
2: sign them yeah absolutely I mean especially right he looked incredible but even with Rockstar you know you have him I'm sorry Drake Drake Maverick um he uh, he can go too you know he's a good wrestler he's good in the ring and it's. It's refreshing that they finally have a general manager on a show who has the option to wrestle, you know. Because to me, the general manager should almost be like that final boss kind of thing, yep. where oh, like, final
1: bo- uh, video games.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, like oh, I didn't know I had to fight this guy, you yeah, know, and now you got to fight. Cold, yeah. yeah, you know, now I have to fight Rockstar Spud.
1: Smackdown and Raw don't have that. Yeah, it's a good point.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, you're not going to pay anything off with. uh, You know, you can with Shane. Shane's the only guy who wrestles, but people don't want to see that. He's not a wrestler. You know, like okay, he's a stuntman. Exactly, and he's great at what he does. Oh, he's phenomenal. But uh, but you know, I don't I I don't want to see a Shane McMahon match every once in a while. I want to see a wrestling match. And Rockstar Spud is he's a good worker.
1: Anyway, in other news, uh, WrestleMania. 35 have been up in the air, but according to Robbie Fox on Twitter of
2: yeah.
1: Barstool, he has said that we will return to New Jersey's MetLife Stadium for WrestleMania 35. Yeah, baby. Philadelphia and Detroit were the runners-up. But Fuck those places. MetLife can hold over 80,000 fans, as you saw in WrestleMania 29.
2: It can hold, it can hold and home two professional football teams
1: yeah with a hundred yard stadium (laughs) yes we're good to go we're good to go it it works for me because i gotta save on home hotel yep flight food drinking Please make this be confirmed soon.
2: Were you at 29? Did you go to 29 the last yeah. time I was there? Uh, do you want to hear a, a quick funny story yes, about um, 29? So this was uh, before we were deemed the Boulevard Bullies. We were in our infancy, the Boulevard Babies. Boulevard Babies, yeah. Um, we uh, we all got together. We were going to go to 29. There was about like nine of us that were going. I had a hookup with a limo service at the time, so we were going to take a limo out riding style and, uh, you know, Rick Flair that shit. Woo! So we all got in the... A limo. Um, so uh, we, we all met up at a central location in Astoria at uh, at at Brother Bully Chris's house, and um, the limo comes and pick us up. Now the guy who owns the limo company, he is uh, he, he is a Mexican man. Okay. Um, so we, you know, I explained where we were going, what was going on, you know, and uh, I've dealt with him before. He, he's a good dude. Um. So we get in the limo, start drinking our beers, start going over, and the limo is in Astoria. It starts heading east. And we're like, hmm, maybe he knows something that I don't. Maybe he knows a weird route. Maybe he knows about uh, some sort of weird traffic pattern. Um, because, as we all know from Astoria, MetLife Stadium is to due west. So, all of a sudden, yes. we are on the Grand Central, and we're going towards Shea City Field now.
1: City Field now, yes. Not,
2: formerly Shea Stadium. And I call the owner of Limo Place, and I'm like, uh, do you know where we're supposed to be going? And like, yeah, Met Stadium. <laughs> and I'm like, no, not no. Met Stadium. Oh, Met Life Stadium. And uh it was a it was a beautiful misunderstanding and uh we all had a good laugh about it. We ha- we eventually got there. We got there just in time Wait. to see Jericho lose to Fandango. Oh, so you were late. Yeah, we were we were like a little bit late. But it was it was a good time. We were wasted. It was it was it was all good. It was all good. We wa- we listened to wrestling entrance music the entire way over. gotta. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All, what, two hours? Was it four hours for you?
2: Um, no, it wasn't four hours from Queens.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you got lost.
2: Oh, we did get a little lost. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And and it was brutal getting through Manhattan.
1: So WrestleMania 35 oh. here in New York Make sure you stay tuned for the shot of wrestling tailgate party. Hell yeah. You know, it was like the end on a high note. Carl Anderson announced that him and his smoking hot Asian wife are announcing their uh, new baby.
2: Beautiful baby. Bull Club baby.
1: Bull Club Ballard baby. Ballard Club baby. He said in a post, and I quote, it's the third month mark. It's okay to talk about. Hashtag hot Asian wife and I are ready to bring another half Vietnamese, half Caucasian baby into the world.
2: Congratulations, the baby. Them. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's great. You know what they say, though, uh, uh, especially w- what the wives say. When the baby's sleeping, you know, wake the baby, break K-faby.
1: <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Keep that in mind. It's on the shirt. Yeah. That's all the news we got. Now, before we get into our cheers and heels of this week, and last week in the excitement of the XFL hype, yours truly actually forgot something. I made a mistake. It happens. Yep. I forgot to play some of our congratulatory messages that kept flooding into our hotline from some of our friends we made over the past 100 episodes. So take a listen. Thanks for you for calling.
3: This is the man of steel, Mike Varna, and I just want to congratulate A Shot of Wrestling on their 100th episode. Thank you for everything you've been doing for us. Keep supporting us and keep supporting them. Hey, A Shot of Wrestling.
2: 100 episodes, huh? Congratulations. I'll have a shot
1: for you. How about 100 more?
3: This is the Greek god, Demetrius Papadon, and all I wanted to say is congratulations, like we say in Greek, on the 100th episode of Shadow Wrestling. 100 episodes, 88 being the greatest episode of all time, but still, I digress. 100 episodes in the can, congratulations, this is Mr. Charisma out the ask himself, Koda, and I want to congratulate Shadow Wrestling with their 100 episode daddy. Congratulations to you guys, and please keep giving out more shots. Hi, this is The Concrete Rose, Sunny Kiss,
2: and I just want to congratulate a shot at wrestling for 100 episodes. Yes.
3: It's the blue-eyed devil himself, TJ Marconi. Can you believe a shot at wrestling is coming up on the 100th episode? I hope they get 100 more because I definitely want to be a part of it. A stop off wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and
1: Heat. I was like, getting some Raw and SmackDown. Raw. You have anything for Raw? Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoyed the Sasha-Asuka match. Despite that terrible-looking botch, uh, that was a very scary botch. I thought Sasha... Broke her ribs on that one. That was,
1: or her neck. Just, yeah,
2: horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. Um, but I mean, despite that, it was really a good match. It's, it's unfortunate that it was hindered it by was that a great one match. moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like the, like of course, like you know, like if you're gonna judge a match by its worst moment, you know, then that match sucked. But oh, no, if you was. look at the full picture, it bell was it was a really really good match. So much so that. In my mind I would really hope that Sasha beats Alexa at the elimination chamber for the belt and then goes on to take on Asuka at Mania. I'd love that. But that's probably not going to happen. It's not
1: going to happen, but it would be great.
2: Well yeah. Um, ca-
1: I kind of hope it kind of felt that was the start of the Sasha heel turn.
2: Absolutely. I I mean I think the it started at Rumble, you know. Yeah. where she tossed out Bailey and uh you know what was weird at Rumble too, Corey Graves he really went hard on Sasha. You know, he he Talking even said um something about where there's a back, Sasha's always looking to put a knife in it.
1: Ooh. Okay. You know, and Foreshadowing. Like,
2: he really, you know, went hard on Sasha, you know, saying how she's kind of a, a shady person, which was was interesting. You know, that they took this turn on her and like you said they they're definitely showing heel tendencies in her, which I love. That's what made me fall in love with Sasha. Exactly. Um, And they turned
1: her face since she debuted. It was doesn't make
2: any sense. You know, she is through and through a heel. Um, I was there for her match against Bailey at NXT Brooklyn, the first NXT Brooklyn, and that was one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, that was it. it Was just you know that was something that will always stick with me. Like part of that crowd when Bailey finally won. And it's just funny, like, that's when they were doing Bailey correctly and doing Sasha correctly, and they've never gotten long, back long to that time moment. Ago. Yeah, yeah, you know, it feels like so long ago. It was only two years ago. Yep. R- ridiculous. Three years ago, I guess.
1: Ridiculous. I'm going to cheer the coach being back. Yeah. I'm a big coach fan. Love the coach since day one-ish. But I'm very curious to see how his dynamic plays with Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Hmm. I kind of feel he'd be a better fit on SmackDown. Yeah, get rid of Corey Graves. Let Absolutely. him be the guy, which
2: I love. Corey Graves is the future of commentating.
1: Oh, no doubt. Yes, but he's clearly a raw guy. He, yes, he's clearly biased towards raw.
2: Right, he's on SmackDown because they needed him to be on SmackDown. Yes. Anything else for Raw? Um, I was a little perplexed at the end. I cannot believe that Cena beat Finn Balor. It was weird because
1: I didn't watch Raw live. I had some personal shit going on, and it's just I heard that. The crowd got to Cena. Seemed so. I didn't really see it. I felt like the Cena was playing off to the crowd.
2: Yeah. I mean, even the night prior, he was definitely working as a heel. I mean, you know, if you want to see John Cena as a heel, go and watch the last five minutes of the Royal Rumble. He is through and through a heel at the end of that Royal Rumble, which is fantastic. You know, he, he does a great job at it. He knew of the role that he needed to fulfill for those last five minutes, and he did it to a T. But, uh, yeah, the next night, I just thought it was such a weird decision to have Finn Balor lose. You know, like, I want to see Finn Balor in the Elimination Chamber. In the
1: main event. Yeah. If you listen to the show, you'll know how I feel coming up, but I feel The Miz versus Roman Reigns should have been the main event. That was your title match. Yeah. That should have been your main event. Yeah. Yeah. Cena versus Finn Balor for a shot at the Olympics. It's
2: not even a shot for the title. It's a shot for a shot at the title. For a the shot, title.
1: exactly. That should have been your 9 o'clock main event. Yep. Give me a fucking Miz, Roman Reigns. Especially dude. coming
2: off the match they had last week. It was uh, the only redeeming moment of Raw 25. Also at the Buckley Center. Yeah. Yeah. Of course.
1: But yeah, that kind of was weird. I'm going to heel for a second. You know, you cheers it like, heel, we don't. Right. Asuka came out, cut a promo. Mm-hmm. In Japanese. The crowd cheered her after every sentence. Right. You, you don't know what she's saying. She say, fuck America, fuck <laughs> you know, viola communism. You don't know what she's saying, so why are you
2: cheering what she's saying? I, I might cheer some of that. Hey, but hey, uh hey, nah, nah. <laughs> Shut up <laughs> You know, I feel that they're still uh it was Royal Rumble hangover. They're happy to that that she won the Royal Rumble, so no matter what, it's just like Go Oscar, yes, you it know could have been her heel turn. Right. <laughs> you don't know, yeah. <laughs> They're just happy to see her. They're like, oh, she's got blue hair, yeah, and pink, and pink cotton candy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, anything else you got for Raw? I got one more thing for Raw, but
2: uh, what else you got for Raw?
1: I got a one more thing for Raw, which leads to a couple other things. I am going to heal the Strowman
2: flipping the table. Okay, I mentioned last week. I am over Strowman. Really? He's a big baby. I am I'm, I'm over him. I am done with him. They've gone from like badass stunts to tantrums now. To you
1: tantrums. Last week was tantrums. This week is a tantrum.
2: Right. Right now, all he is is a four-year-old kid in the toy store pounding on the floor to his mother.
1: Yep. Exactly. He he lost his monster appeal to me.
2: Well, I mean, you know, it's funny if you think of him that way, then it makes sense because the last time he threw a tantrum where he literally threw Michael Cole... Last week? Two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago, he got his way because Mama Stephanie Stephanie called in and she, she gave in... And uh, and now you know he throws the tantrum again. So I
1: thought that was lame. The whole the whole flipping the table, flipping the quote unquote stage, mm-hmm. lame. Which leads me to my side heel. You know where's, side heel. Where was Kurt Angle? Where's Stephanie McMahon? If all the EMTs, yes, if all the producers are there, worried about Kane, who is clearly not injured, mm-hmm. cause the table or stage not even land on him. If they're worried about his. This is a legend. You ju- and uh, this is a future Hall of Famer, right? Who is "Quote unquote injured." Why aren't they there checking out? Like,
2: on top of that, you know, you're flipping the new stage. You just spent a lot of money to bring in Jonathan Coachman, yes, and now
1: and your brand new comic book, fucking graphics,
2: right? And, and yeah, those are weird. And now you're like this dude that is known to be dangerous. And known to attack commentators, as he did two weeks ago to Michael Cole, your lead commentator yep. is around the commentary area, flipping the commentary area, and you just brought in a legit dude from ESPN, you know, on SportsCenter, on legit, all that yeah. shit, and and like now your guy is endangering talent that you're bringing in. Oh. You just brought in another town, Ronda Rousey, you know, like listen in storyline in this whole thing that I'm supposed to believe. You got to kind of protect this because yep. you just brought in another mainstream talent. What's to say, like, that in, let's say, the storyline, she's not thinking, well, they didn't protect Coachman. How are they going to protect me? I'm Ronda Rousey. You know, like, yep. what's what's to say that the next thing uh, that Braun Strowman wants to get a, a raise, he's not going to rip off Ronda Rousey's head? Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah.
1: The first curtain should out there. Another side, side heel. You know, they, they couldn't fix that stage. They had three hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the first hour, they were standing on the stage itself towards the wings. But no, instead of building a table in the wing, they put a table smack dab in the middle of ringside, which mm-hmm. is not equipped for a table. Anymore. So they are pretty much awkwardly way too close to the ring. Yeah, <laughs> they were. It was way too awkward for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll heal that. I'll, I'll agree. Thank you. I'll agree with that side heal. But a side... Side
1: side chill. good luck to Cana's mayoral race, because this, this, <laughs> is, this is definitely the way they brought it out. Get out there, buddy. Good luck. If you win, we'll see you in eight years. If not, we'll see you in a couple of months. Yeah. That's all I got for Raw.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, Raw was I mean, uh, kind of forgettable. You know, like, they had some good matches, but yeah, you know, it was kind of... I, I was upset by, Raw, like, you know, heel to Raw in general, because... I felt that the Rumble was so good. He had so much momentum coming out of Rumble, and I feel like he kind of stumbled right out of the off the God starting blocks, you know, and uh, it didn't get this. It got the road to WrestleMania off to a very bumpy start.
1: It's going SmackDown. You watch SmackDown? I
2: did watch Excuse SmackDown. Me. I did watch uh, watch all the graphics that went over SmackDown.
1: I'm going to Cheesecake's entrance because the first note to the last note was two minutes and 15 seconds. I mm-hmm. timed it. Okay. Way too long. His entrance is way too long. But it was a celebration the of
2: his, you know. Yeah,
1: but I don't hear the fucking ding, ding, ding for 25 seconds. And him coming out doing the fucking spastic moves he does.
2: Well, let me tell you, you're going to be very upset at WrestleMania this year because that entrance this is, is going longer. to go about seven minutes. And I'm going to love every, it's going to be seven minutes in heaven for me uh, oh, for, for that. I cannot to time it. Oh, I cannot timing. wait. Like I this. cannot wait for Shinsuke's entrance at Mania this year. And AJ's entrance with the belt, where it's always been on AJ Styles, the best wrestler in the world, yes. coming into the biggest show of the world. Ah, cannot wait for Mania this year. I'm so amped for Mania just based on that one match. Ugh. And I love how they're building it, too. Cheers to how they're building it with AJ and Shinsuke being on the same team for you know, they went on to like the tag team match against Owens and Zane, so they're building that little storyline, side storyline, until they get to Mania. And I love Shinsuke in the back just going, I'm gonna beat you at WrestleMania. Like That was a nice. Touch, that yeah. was very cute and I loved it. Cute Good word for it yeah. Right? It was just it was like, oh okay, like cute Shinsuke. Like mm. he's brutal but he's kinda quirky and it's it <laughs> it works. You know, like like everything that AJ goes, we gotta work on what we're gonna do tonight. I'm gonna be at WrestleMania. No, we have to concentrate on tonight. If I'm no gonna be at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens is gonna
1: do this. Owens is gonna do this. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be WrestleMania. Yeah. So good, so good. That was a nice
2: touch. I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it's all AJ too. You know, he told Vince that's what's gonna work, and you know, he, it all paid off. From so good for Vince
1: for believing in AJ. For
2: believing in AJ, you know, and uh, thank God, thank God, because AJ is fantastic, and they're gonna have they're gonna blow it out of the fucking water uh, at Mania. Potential match of the night. Potential match of the year. Ooh, here you are your first. 2018. Potential. Potential. I mean, Gargano and, uh, and Andrade Almas have, have really raised the bar because that match last Saturday was was eye-opening. Any heels? For SmackDown, I mean, I got to heal the, uh, the weird overlays that they're doing. Those new graphics are strange. I mean, I, you know, kudos. Cheers to them for trying something. And, and
1: more, tr- more specifically, what are you talking about?
2: They they began these new. They almost just look like Snapchat filters. Yes. that come over uh, the main. You know, when the Usos come out, they did the Usos Penitentiary, and now there are jail cell doors that slam shut as every time they say. A tag team.
1: I'm going to cut you off because I'm going to cheers that <laughs>
2: <laughs> because
1: not only do we get a classic heartfelt. Emotional, loved raw, it, raw, loved it. Usos promo because it's been a while, and I've. And but
2: now it comes with special effects. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, yes. on on one hand, like I said, cheers to them for trying something, and also cheers to them, like for once again showing we believe in the Usos because that's what oh, they need yeah. to be doing no matter what. And the Usos when they changed their promo style, that's when I was like. Yep. Oh, yep, they got it. You know, like that's they're gonna fucking put a rocket to those guys back and go them to the moon.
1: Cause yeah, right. They, I agree with them. They're the best tag team.
2: WWE they are the best tag team in them. the world right now. You know what? Even eliminate the raw tag team titles and give it to the Usos too. Like, oh, I'm down they, with that.
1: they need oh, to... competition on raw. No one comes close. Yes. The bar comes close, but they're the bar.
2: The only team that I could honestly see taking off those straps is the Revival.
1: Revival, yeah. You know, that's the Give them, only a, couple, give them a couple more push. Right, make them legit. The Revival got to push. Right. Win. Win. Squash
2: the Raw 25. Unbelievable. That whole segment made me so upset. Can I fantasy book for a second? Please. Make it quick. We're go I'll, I'll make it quick. But I was so upset by that segment, because the beginning of that segment, Triple H comes out with DX, and he goes, this is about the last 25 years and to the next 25 years, to the future. And I was so hoping for the Balor Club to come out and for Triple H to turn on DX and solidify himself with Balor Club and destroy DX, kill his idols, kill our idols. You know, because when we were in the Attitude Era, we were taught that the older guys sucked because... They were in WCW now, and they were in the competition. Yep. Now they don't have competition, and they celebrate their older guys. But you know what? They fucking suck. You know, like they're great. I love them, but let's focus on the now. You know, like let's have the big guys from now come out and kill our older idols. You know, kill anyone over the age of forty. Yeah. Good point. Thank you. Well I'm, I'm full
1: of them. Well said. Anything else for SmackDown? Uh,
2: you know, not much. I uh, I hope that uh. I'm hoping that next week with Owens and Zing, that should be good. I hope that sh- that you know they always have a good match. They can pull a good match out of their ass. They can have a good match and in- while they're sleeping, um, once again going into fantasy booking uh, territory. I hope that it ends in a double pin. Ooh, you know, once again going going to like them having to be together, and then of course the next pay per view Nakamura comes out and say like they have AJ completely beat. Nakamura saves AJ because well, he wants that match.
1: What? There's no SmackDown pay-per-view between now and WrestleMania. Yes, there is. No, it's Elimination Chamber's Raw pay-per-view.
2: Right, and then there's Fastlane. Is there? Yes, there is. Uh, I Shut my mouth then. <laughs> shut your mouth.
1: <laughs> uh, my, I have a couple more cheers for SmackDown. Go for it. We're going to cut them all off and just cheers like Zack Ryder being my TV.
2: Yeah, yeah, why it not? Sucked,
1: it, it sucked that he was a squash and did job them out, but anytime I see Zack Ryder on my TV in a m- meaningful match, I'm going to cheers that day in and day out. Let's get to the ratings, Raw this week drew a three point three nine five, which is down over a million viewers from last week's four point five three million, which is not really. Ex-
2: but it's still up in the overall picture.
1: Yeah, it's not really surprising because of yeah. the twentieth anniversary. Raw was number two in view- viewership for cable, falling behind Hannity and number one in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. SmackDown this week drew a two point five one, which is slightly down from last week's two point five eight.
2: Once again, that's also from the overrun of uh, anniversary show.
1: Also, this Raw uh, Spectrum came in number nine for the night, falling behind big, or I call it huge competition from the State oh, of, of the Union. Right. yes, yes. And subsequent cover from various networks Fox, NBC, CNN, MSNBC. And however, in that fray was the highest rated show on cable for the last uh, 12, 13 weeks The Curse of Oak Island on History Channel.
2: You, you watch that show? <laughs> I watched it in the beginning. It's uh, it's fascinating the things they find down there. It's fascinating. It
1: sucks because they hype out and week in and week out like that, it's bullshit. You know, it's like it's like happen.
2: finding Bigfoot. You know, like if if they actually found something, it'd be in the Pre- goddamn newspaper yeah. by the
1: time that the show would come out. My coworker who got me into that show. Yes. So being here talking about it every week, yeah, that's bullshit. It was a waste of my hour. Nothing mm-hmm. happened. But, but it's still so interesting. As a wrestling fan, I'm like, nothing happened. But they're setting up for something <laughs> to come up in a couple weeks down yes. the road. But she says the same thing you just said verbatim. If they find something, right, we're going to hear about you it. You'd be hearing about yeah. it
2: right away. But, but in, you know what? If it came out in the paper, it would be the highest rated show in history. Because yes. everyone would be like, oh my god, now I can. There's the one where they find it.
1: History Channel. Christopher calling to
3: you
2: guys. <laughs> Great show.
1: <laughs> Total Divas this week was their 100th episode and season finale. Uh, drew six hundred and sixty-five thousand, which is out from last week's six oh nine thousand. which was a big jump. Impact this week drew a three nineteen, which is up from last week's three ten. Okay. So ratings overall are going up. Good, you
2: know, wrestling's hot.
1: disrespect to Raw, but
2: yeah. I mean, it's hard to contend with uh, Raw twenty-five
1: and and the state like of that. the union by this, of course, President Donald Trump. <sighs> exactly. Uh, let's go. Go home thoughts. Uh, quickly. Before we came to the studio, um, I met Emma. Oh, or as her people call her, Emma. Oh, (laughs)
2: Emma,
1: Emma, Emma, Emma. Beautiful, beautiful woman, smoking hot, very friendly, very personable. Uh, She asked me about our podcast. Hopefully you'll see her soon in a future episode.
2: Evil Emma. Evil Emma, one of my favorites of all time. The tiny gloves, the glasses, oh, the aviators, yeah, the little shoulder so pads. Good. Yes. Yes, Evil Emma with the music. Literally the heaviest most badass music in wrestling at the time was that yep. that theme song. Oh my god, so good.
1: Basically let go. So I'm last week we had Melissa on the show who uh has met uh Kurt Hawkins. Mm-hmm. This week I met Emma which is being where I am one step closer to meeting Zack Ryder. Can I, I, I tell you something? I met a friend of a friend. I touched his ex girlfriend.
2: I bumped into Zack Ryder one time. Oh my
1: god! Shut the fuck up! I Here swear to go. god. Talk about it.
2: I bumped into him at Penn Station one time. Ooh. I was coming home from a New York Comic Con because I was I, I was going to Comic Con. Okay. I'm guessing This year? Or last was, year? Uh no, this was like four or five oh, years long ago. Time ago. Okay. Um, and uh, I bumped into him. He is enormous. He's an mm-hmm. enormous tall man. His hair makes him so much taller. But he's like... Gotta you spike know, it up, yeah. It, it, it's so funny because, like... Well, I mean, he's also... Him balding is the worst-kept secret in wrestling. But, yeah, uh, it is? I don't know about that. He yet. is balding severely. Yeah. Uh, but he... It, it's very funny. Like, he's so tall. But, you know, on wrestling... In wrestling, he's not, like... One of the taller guys, per se. So yeah, it's opposite. like one of those moments where you see him, you're like, "Holy shit, he is tall." How tall are these other people? Exactly, you know, yeah. It's it's just one of those moments that really humbles you. But um, yeah, yeah, he's he's fucking huge. Uh, but he he was cool. He's cool.
1: Uh, a friend of our show, Erwin the Voice Escobar, met him at Roosevelt Field Mall mm-hmm. in the in the food court. He saw him. Oh, that's fucking Zach Ryder. Right. Let me go up to him and say something. So tap on the show, and, uh, Zach, I'm a big fan. Can I take a picture with you? And he saw Zach like, uh, I'm actually kind of in a hurry. Right. But you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. And he took a picture with him. Even though he's in a hurry. That's cool. Doesn't have time for fans. He still stopped, took a picture. So that won him over and it solidified my fandom yeah. of Zach Ryder. So good for Zach.
2: When I saw him, I did a quick woo, woo, woo. You know it was, it, right? ha- and he yeah. just turned around and gave me the fist you know and, and yes. continued on his way so I, I was happy that's all you
1: need that's all I a little I need.
2: acknowledgement you know he, he was like oh glad glad that you're in the club you know
1: so if you want to see me Emma swag follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Michael J. Buddy we're still looking for promotions if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter Wrestling on Instagram Wrestling no A on Twitter we're going to promote your product on our show Please email us at inbox at a shot of wrestling. Please do not call the hotline. That hotline is reserved uh, for fans' questions. Yeah, yada, yada. Th- thank you. Too many shots of wrestling. <laughs> and uh, the love hotline. The love hotline is still open. So make sure you dial the same extension, six one nine three four three three zero zero five. Our receptionist Lady J is overwhelmed. Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, yeah. So make sure you get your calls and questions in soon because Eric Jaden is standing by to answer them. So make sure you dial it up for love for Valentine's Day. Um, we're also the official podcast of BCW. Their second anniversary show is coming up March 9th. If you want to, if you want to win tickets, email us at inbox at shadow wrestling. Make sure you only email us inbox at shadow wrestling. We'll coordinate how we can get in contact with you, how we can get you on the show to win your tickets to their anniversary show on march 9th at the elks lodge inbox at a shot of for tickets 619 343 5 for love advice that's all i got make sure you follow us on instagram shot a shot of wrestling shot of wrestling on facebook shot of wrestling no a on twitter get involved get a part of the conversation so mike great name My favorite bully.
2: Great name. Great name. Aptly named.
1: Where can people follow you and follow the bullies?
2: You can follow the bullies uh, on Twitter, you know, every Monday and Tuesday night. And, uh, you know, we're always live tweeting anything that happens to do with wrestling. So follow us for all horrible wrestling things at Boulevard Bullies, at B L V D B U L L I E S. Boulevard Bullies, one word. You follow that on Twitter, Instagram. It's two words on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, Boulevard Bullies. But, uh, yeah, you know, catch us. You know, catch us at some shows. We're going to be at uh, the H2O show on February 9th. That is Matt Tremont's production, and it's going to be a deathmatch tournament, which we are hosting. So uh, definitely come through if you are in the area. Follow H2O ro- uh, Wrestling. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be fucking awesome. You know, I feel like we kind of helped... Uh, kind of booked this a little bit because um, Matt Tremont invited our friend Casanova, Casanova Casanova-Valentine Casanova-Valentine, yeah uh, you know, of uh, Brooklyn Deathmatch, no-ring Deathmatch fame, yeah, and uh, he'll be in the tournament, we'll be pulling for him he's our boy, and yeah it's gonna be a good time, so follow Boulevard Bullies at Boulevard Bullies, everywhere everywhere that you can follow things, even on the street follow us around on the street Friendsler, friends. (laughs) Yes. My space? Find us on Friendster. Find us on uh, on Plenty of Fish. Ooh,
1: I'm on Plenty of Fish. Don't don't tempt me.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, also, uh just a weird last minute thing. Go for it. Isn't it a rule in the Royal Rumble that if you don't enter before the next guy, you're eliminated? I thought that's how they explained Kurt Hawkins' elimination away. And that's year by year. Heath Slater was very uh, not in thank there. Thank you for
1: bringing it up. <laughs> We mentioned we picked random numbers out of the head. He Slater was my number.
2: Oh, so you never even got in. But you eliminated Sheamus.
1: Damn right. <laughs> fuck fuck Sheamus. But the way they were booking it, mm-hmm. everybody came in and kicked him. Yes. Beat him up. Loved it. Oh, it, it was great. It was great television. It very entertaining. To the point where I thought everybody would do that. Make it the final four. And then he's there. He sneaks in. <laughs> right. Semi-push. Rhino's trying to make it more tough. Make him the final two even.
2: Here's okay, I'm about to blow your fucking mind. Please make him the final okay? two. Okay, because this is what I thought should have been the finish anyway, but Hopefully. with your idea it works even better. Thanks. Okay? So you have Heath Slater come in as Shinsuke thinks that he win he's gonna win, right? Mm-hmm. So you have Shinsuke up and the in like camera side up in the front rope, right? Uh-huh. And Heath Slater's coming up through the back just like HBK when he did to Bulldog, right? Yes. yes. And Still. Shinsuke goes for his yow fucking against the rope. Pulls the rope down just as Heath Slater's running with a clothesline uh, over the top as Shinsuke goes down uh, with the fucking little thing, and then he goes down. He's got kids, but he's a fucking loser.
1: Way more exciting than Roman Reigns being the final. Two.
2: Right, yeah, I thought that, that should have been the finish anyway. Of but Shinsuke still, doing his taunt to yo, eliminate somebody. There was a couple years ago. Wasn't like Santino in the final four, not in the final two. He was in the final two. Uh, yeah. It was it was in the forty man Rumble with Alberto man. Del Rio.
1: Okay. They should have done that with Heath Slater. Yes, yes. Because I, I... they were building Heath Slater. As, he's got kids. Yep. He needs this job. Right, and you know what? If he came up him at him the up.
2: end, it would have been huge.
1: Huge. Yidge. <laughs> and I was pulling for it cause he's my guy. I'm like, I'll tell your number. That would be great booking. I, I know he's not going to win, mm-hmm. but at least make
2: him the final two. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been fun. That would have been know, a lot of fun. Everyone knows he's going to. Yeah, like, oh, you know, I, I know he's going to lose, but still, you know, like. Everyone knows Nakamura's going to win. Yeah. But, like you said, uh, it would have been a fun ending, you know? Cute.
1: Yes. <laughs> you heard where your follow the bullies. You heard where we can follow Michael, um, Mike the bully. I'm hearing you say Michael J. Putty. Mike the bully. Yeah, baby. So this is episode 102 is in the books. Thank you for being in the studio.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: You did a great job. Thank you. Great conversation. It was awesome. Who will be here next week? Super Bowl predictions real quick.
2: Oh, you know, I'm a Giants fan, so I hate both these fucking teams. You know, uh, I have to hope that the Patriots win, because first off, if the Patriots win, that means the Giants are the only team that beat them in the Super Bowl, and especially in in their best season ever, the Giants beat them, so they can always hold that over their head. And I feel that no matter what, Philadelphia is going to riot, but hopefully if the Patriots win, the riot will be so bad that that city is reduced to rubble. Only with, I hope it's just rubble all around Pat's steak, so I can still go over there and get a nice shroom steak.
1: So You're picking the Patriots.
2: Absolutely, I'm 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 going for the Patriots.
1: I'm playing for the Eagles because fuck the Patriots, fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> but uh, that's all I got. Great show, I had a great time to this. But that's it. Until next week for Mike the Bully, for Green Man, for Absolute Alvin. I have been your host at Michael J. Putty and Emma, Emma. Until next week, Putty. Yep.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we made it to the end of this episode, and no end of an episode is complete without Last Call, and we have Absolute Alvin back. Are you there, my man?
3: Oh, I'm here, brother. <laughs> so,
0: all right, so this is all it takes. It is rapid-fire questions, the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. And away we go. What is your favorite adult beverage? Uh, beer. All right, what <laughs> is... Sam yeah, Adams. Oh, Sam Adams. Nice. What is your favorite home-cooked meal? Eggplant platform. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Bowling. <laughs> what is the best feature on a woman? Her butt. Nice. An ass man, just like your boy, the green man. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush?
3: Uh, Alexa Bliss.
0: Oh, man. You, you and I are two in the same. What is the worst <laughs> job you've ever had?
3: Uh, working in retail, working at Blockbuster Video, my first job. What what is
0: <laughs> what is the best company you've ever worked for?
3: A uh, company I work for now called ACLD, Adults with Disabilities.
0: Which WWE era would you like to wrestle in the most? The Attitude Era. Which is your favorite WrestleMania? WrestleMania thirteen. All right, and finally, Absolute Alvin, who is your dream opponent?
3: Brett the Hitman, Hart, also my favorite wrestler.
0: Nice. That was Last Call with Alvin Alvarez. Thank you so much for being part of this episode. And we'll see you soon at an indie show near us.
3: That's right. Take care, brother.
0: Hey,
1: baby, I hear the bell ring hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is
3: a man to do? Good night, everybody.